Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the His Call Technology Podcast. This is Chuck, and once again, I'll be hosting this episode of the podcast. Today, I'm pleased to have in studio with me Tom Ward, one of our account consultants. We're going to talk about some successes that he's had. Uh, Tom had a really good year last year and kind of his approach, some of the unique problems and solutions that he's delivered to his customers. Uh, we're going, just going to have a good time in this conversation. Thanks for coming in here and sitting down at glad, the mics. Glad to be here. Tom, in a recent episode, we'll start this off kind of fun, okay? All right. In a recent episode with Jim Sevier, he used food and cooking as a way to describe an approach to technology. And I can always count on you when I'm going somewhere, say, Tom, tell me a good place to eat in this area. And you most always have a have a good suggestion. So so let's talk about food and eating. I know you, you enjoy that. It's one of the great blessings of being able to take customers out and grab a little bite to eat. <laughs> that's That's right. What's a new place you found that's really exciting and good that you've enjoyed recently? Um, you know that Nashville's just got a great influx of restaurants, and we're starting to see a little bit more about that in Memphis uh, as well. I'm going to be going this week to a restaurant in Memphis called Moonbeams that I'm excited about. I've heard some good things about it. What's the What's the idea behind Moonbeams? Interesting name. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a good thing. I have not looked up at uh, the a particular customer that we're going to see uh, this week is uh, recommended it and spoke highly of it. It's fairly new. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be trying it out. To, okay. If they have Bananas Foster, you know, we may just actually have a true new hit on our hands. We'll right. See, when I do any restaurant, one of the things that I consider is what's going to have a good dessert. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy a good dessert. One of the great things about Memphis is uh, it's just like right up Highway 55, uh, Interstate 55, straight from New Orleans. And there's been a lot of influence up that interstate uh, and up the river. And uh, and so you have some great restaurants that have a little bit of a Cajun flair. One of those is Brennan's right off Poplar. And, and it's uh, you can go in there and you can get a Bananas Foster if you've never had a great Bananas Foster where they sit there and light it on fire right at your table. That is a true delight. I can say that. I've, I've experienced that with you a couple oh, of times. You? I've okay. had an opportunity to be there a couple of times. matter of fact, I, with some hesitation, when you first told me about that, I did not know what a Bananas Foster was. So when it came out flaming, I was a little taken back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, they, they, uh, they pour that rum over and light it, and uh, all the alcohol burns off. And what's left is a caramelized uh, banana mixture that is uh truly truly a delight very tasty very tasty for sure so what about in memphis we've been to brennan's you've been some uh, you got an interesting place you're going moonbeams you said what about around middle tennessee when you traveling around what's some places you like to hit well you know um there's uh there's a few places that 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 i really like uh, but there's just so many new places i tend to there's a lot of new places you know I, I tend to be you know jumping in and, and getting some new ones and even if the food is not absolutely spectacular it's good to kind of know what these new restaurants are and 
I have a lot of customers in rural areas. Uh, there's a, a company that uh, specializes in working with these more mom-and-pop type rural areas that is a company called Tennessee Cheesecake, which makes just about the best cheesecake I've ever had, and I've had a lot of great cheesecakes over the years. You know, it, it's it's funny. There is a lot of places that serve an okay cheesecake, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's kind of like pizza. Pizza's always okay to eat, but good pizza is really special, and good cheesecake is really special as well. That's right. So, Tom, you've talked about Memphis, Middle Tennessee, rural areas. You've been in sales for a year or two. Uh, so give folks a little bit of your background just briefly. Well, I started uh, right out of college working for AT&T. They thought it would be best for me to go to West Tennessee. I pretty much had river-to-river state-to-state outside of Memphis as a territory. Okay. So I, I know every back road there is in West Tennessee. That's true. Had a, had a lot of fun, a lot of great people in West Tennessee, and still have some of those customers still today. You know, I came over to his call about 15 years ago. You know, uh, moved to uh, the Middle Tennessee area, have just kind of continued on, but I still have a lot of customers in West Tennessee and still enjoy going back and meeting with them. And some of those facilities and customers that you deal with are really, really interesting. Over the years, I've met with a lot of different customers and, and different types of industries, and that's really one of the great things about what we do is we go in and we meet with customers and we see how things are being made um, that most people don't necessarily get to see right? Uh, because we're trying to evaluate how they're best going to use the technology. A lot of times we'll have a little tour and we'll see. So I've seen everything from uh, a lot of banking and utilities and healthcare, which are, which are interesting. But, you know, some of the manufacturing stuff is just really, really amazing. What you actually see goes into dog food, you know, and how that gets made. I'll tell you one of the most interesting is I have a customer that makes sausage. I was always heard, you know, you, sausage in, in government laws, you never want to see how that stuff is made. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, making sausage is a really cool thing, and it's not near as uh, uh, unappetizing as you think it would be. It was really, really interesting to watch it. I'm thankful for being able to see and experience the way their business operates, and it's it's can be really interesting. I bought some of that sausage this weekend, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? I made, I made a pot of chili, and uh, I put a little sausage in my chili. And it is exciting. One of the things, you know, that's a lot of fun is getting out and seeing a lot of different types of businesses, the way they operate, the way they do business, what somebody created a business out of just to do, something very specialized. It's all very interesting stuff. And you talk about the different technologies and the different businesses, Tom, you know as much about our portfolio as anybody in the company probably. I mean, you can talk about most anybody that we sell. I am a mile wide and an inch deep. <laughs> and, and there are a few few of the technologies I'm more than an inch deep on, but the, the great thing about his call is that I've been able to come here and, I, and Gary has had the foresight to expand the business and that's one of the reasons we have been so successful and so the fact that we can expand the business and we can do multiple things i mean when i came here you know, we were a voice company primarily uh you know with maybe doing a little bit of low voltage cabling but now pretty much any low voltage application we are we are doing and i've learned a lot about a ton of low voltage applications and when you are able to 
work with customers who value the our company's expertise and they come to you with that business problem mm-hmm. and they say i have this need what can you do about it we're able to you know get our heads together and like i say i may be a mile wide but i've got p- people that are several feet deep yeah. and so i go and i grab the right expert that we have in-house or a manufacturer or some other type of solution and they can talk at a deep level and then it's just a matter of his call bringing it together as a total solution for the customer and i mean we've got really neat things that we're doing and continuing to do Uh, i think gary may have talked a little bit about facial recognition i think facial recognition is going to be a big thing for customers and and we're going to be uh, talking with some customers now who've who've seen it seen it at our place and they're wanting to know more about it pretty much we are a company of nerds you know we really like to dive into some of these applications and as a company is that we've done a really good job is we're saying hey these are really cool let's explain these to customers what it can do for them because you know if we're just a bunch of nerds in the corner trying to develop things that nobody needs and figure out things that's not really good for anybody we have really you know looked and developed applications and as we develop and expand our portfolio we've been able to take some of these applications and create integrations that have really improved businesses and to where now we're able to integrate them and create a value add that is really kind of synergistic it's just kind of fun and that's where frankly i i really enjoy some of those some of those opportunities you do kind of thrive in the new stuff and and finding something unique and um, different unique solutions to problems you've been able to learn about our entire portfolio i hear you saying what i'm hearing you say is you want to know your customer's business find out their problems know what solutions we have to address it and then bring in the expertise to get deeper as you need to yeah um as much as i love customers you just call up and say hey i need this and and obviously that that enables me to feed the family i really do enjoy where i get to think a little bit outside the box and and brainstorm and you know you're one of the best at brainstorming with me and so come up with this crazy idea and you're like hey let's figure how we can make this work so Mm -hmm. you know people like you is what allows his call to be that company that can think outside the box a little bit and create a, a scenario and a solution that frankly most others can't do well let's talk about some of those uh solutions where you've maybe gotten out of the box something new what's some of the solutions you can think of where you solved unique problems for customers with new technologies is that put you on the spot too much i mean think about the some of the successes you had last year maybe something you're working uh this year yeah i, I talked a little bit about the facial recognition <laughs> obviously uh cloud technology is coming on more and more and being able to run applications in in the cloud what what we're seeing is that these applications that were very expensive for a small amount of customers uh, you know if they only have a few a few needs or a few seats that need something for a contact center well you can deploy pretty sophisticated contact centers now um, using cloud technology uh, that uh, really would have never been an on-premise solution it would have never been viable it really does make a uh, enable that to uh, provide a, a, a level of sophistication that really wasn't applicable before. Speaking of cloud, you've been one 
you've gotten some customers already signed up on his calls cloud uh, telephony system. How's that working out? So far, it's worked out really well. Uh, it's been a good thing. I, I see it being a great solution, especially for customers who have been paying a certain amount of money for uh, for dial tone services and that type of thing. And, and But now they've got a really good internet pipe. So, Tom, the customers that you have on his calls cloud, why did they choose his call? What were they looking? Why did, why did they want to go to the cloud? Well, I mean, for example, I had one customer that he kind of wanted it all. He wanted it all, meaning a lot he, of features. He wanted all, a lot. Of, he wanted desktop integration. He wanted, you know, Outlook integration. He wanted voicemail to email. He wanted mobility applications so that he can work from anywhere. All of those things were fine. And and I talked to him about cloud and on premise, and and uh, he was like, "That sounds great. I'd rather go on premise. I'd rather own it." I'm like, "Okay, not a problem." It's going to be fifteen thousand dollars. Not to mention, he was still going to have to pay three hundred dollars a month for Dialtone. Mm -hmm. We ended up putting a cloud solution in for just under $300 a month, gave him all those capabilities. He didn't have to outlay really very much anything. He did end up buying a little bit of wiring and some data networking hardware and that type of thing after after the fact, but it was a no-brainer for him. Right. You know, he's like, I like the idea of on-premise. I like the idea of owning it, but I can't, I can't justify spending $15,000 and having a $300 recurring expense with the Dalton provider when I could just for that same amount of money get everything I need and mm -hmm. uh recurring expense you know and so that's kind of how it's worked out you've also got one of your longtime customers you're talking that talking to them about migrating their contact center to the cloud and it's an existing premise-based contact center uh with one of our vendors and they also have a cloud-based version of that platform and they're looking at migrating that Yes, um, you know, that's one of the things that we are looking to probably end up doing more for. these. Some of these customers have these contact centers that are on-premise now, but maybe they're wanting to deploy. In this case, this customer's wanting to add chat. They want to add uh, maybe email routing. They want to add more sophisticated call recording capabilities. They want to scoring and grading. You sit there, and they're like, well, we want to add this and this and this and this and this. It just was going to be so much easier for them to go to the cloud version of that and get all of that. Plus, the benefit great for them is that because they had on-premise licensing, they got a significant discount on the cloud licensing mm -hmm. because they were more or less, it was just moving their licensing to the cloud. So they get special pricing. So as we looked at other providers, because we have lots of cloud providers, obviously, but as we looked at other cloud providers, that discount that they were getting because they were really a migration of those licenses was so significant over some of our other cloud providers that, are, that would be coming in fresh. It was really kind of a no-brainer. Uh, the pricing was much better, not to mention the user interface and all that was the same. And so a lot of the programming could be migrated straight over. So it's going to make more sense for them to do it. Uh, it's going to work out really well, I believe. And that will be a hybrid type approach. It's the contact center that's moving to the cloud. They're, they'll continue to have a premise-based voice system. Yeah, it uh, it's one of those things. They're large enough that... Um, the contact center makes sense, but the premise on-site solution, if they added that to the cloud, it's going to, just going to add that much more expense to it, and it really doesn't make a lot of financial sense. 
another interesting thing I heard uh, was an interesting topic in the recent sales meeting was around overhead paging. And I know you've got a nice size deal working for an overhead paging, right? Yeah. You know, traditionally for the larger paging jobs, there was some engineering involved. But traditionally, that was one of our more boring applications. Now, with the IP enablement of that and more or less getting the paging system on the network, the Internet of Things has finally got to the paging system, Mm -hmm. which, you know, the paging system technology, uh, I mean, I've got customers who have paging systems that are 30-plus years old. There's not been a dramatic reason for them to update. And now I'm sitting here seeing scenarios where they can IP enable this uh, overhead paging system and do a myriad of things, you know, with workflows and all kinds of sophisticated capabilities that is not just creating a scenario where, you know, they may want a tone to sound, but they can create all types of workflows. We can tie it into digital displays. You know, it just goes on and on. And some of these scenarios when you sit there and you get the maintenance people and the plant managers and the OSHA people and HR and stuff involved they really start to brainstorm and frankly you just kind of show them a little bit what it can do and they start to brainstorm scenarios that they hadn't really thought but their paging system now is an integral part of that and you know I've had some of those discussions in the past but it was just so limiting to what we could do with the technology now we can do all of that inherently it's really revolutionary and so uh you know frankly i'm going to start talking to some of my customers who have these big overhead paging systems that they've had for years that technology's finally caught up to provide right. functionality that you never dreamed you could do let's come talk about some of that stuff so it's it's always something exciting always something to allow you to to focus on and and take care of customers problems and that's what's the fun part of this job. That's right. Taking care of problems and seeing how the technology changes very different from the way it's traditionally been done. So. You know, and with the economy being what it is, a lot of these companies who have these large facilities, they may have the uh, need to invest and take advantage of some of these things. And redoing their overhead paging system has never been a situation that they've been uh, was on their radar, but now here's an opportunity to do something. Tom, let's talk about one other of your customers. You've built a big business around utilities, finance, and in surgery centers specifically. I started to say healthcare, but really surgery centers has become a pretty good size of your annual business, isn't it? Yeah, it really has. Uh, one of the things that I started to focus on several years ago is finding companies that communications is important to their business those people need a good partner and that's what i try to be so in the scenario with financial communications critical to their business utilities even more so Uh, and Mm -hmm. so i have worked with a lot of utilities uh, and then surgery centers as well we're doing those all over the country yeah and right now we're doing them in coast to coast and you have in you're talking about being the a mile wide and inch deep, you're taking care of most all the technologies in that surgery center, aren't you? For uh, one of my customers, yes. The key is creating that partnership so that you can be that company that are like, hey, can you do this? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out a way to, to hopefully take care of that scenario. Sometimes the answer is no. They may want us to put in a, 
uh, a burglar alarm or fire alarm in Arizona and we don't have an alarm license in Arizona and not cost effective for us to spend the thousands of dollars to create one but uh, that doesn't mean we can't find somebody that does but uh, the, the key is understanding the industry and mm-hmm. that's what we've really been able to hone in on is understanding the industry so that um, we understand what their needs are and we work hand in hand with the architects uh, making sure that the customer gets what they need one of the problems in with large multi-site companies is they deal with different architects over and over and the architects have their vision but when they have a partner like us who can go in and explain to the architect what they need for these applications then they don't have to explain that to the architect every time and so when we can take care of this and say you know mr architect here's the way this needs to be laid out then the architect's not having to ask them a hundred questions and we're doing this surgery center just like we did the other surgery center and the other one before that another one before that and then as regulations change then we're able to try to stay on top of those so that um, they don't come in and have this inspector come in and drop the hammer on them because mm-hmm. you know these surgery centers this is a really neat business but surgeries are expensive if they can't pass the inspection then it is very expensive so if if their inspection gets delayed a week and that's a week they don't have surgeries that could, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially the fact that they can partner with somebody who knows that one thing that that i beat into everybody's head is it's never going to be our fault that one of those surgery centers passes doesn't pass inspection that's that's and that's why they want us and that's why they choose us because with our experience uh, they have confidence that we know what needs to be done and in that surgery center it's going to be open now the air handler may not be right or some other part may not be right but the nurse call the phone systems the access control the cctv those things are going to work they're not going to hold up final uh, state inspection mm-hmm. is it true you named some of the technologies there that you do in the surgery center and uh, now is, is it true that these synchronized clocks came as a result of your relationship with one surgery center that asked about those is that right yeah that was what one of those scenarios where they have a certain application that requires the clocks to be synchronized mm-hmm. you know when you go from surgery to post-op to whatever there's several reasons why having clocks that aren't on the same time is not a good thing we've added that they came with us and said can you do that i'm like it's a low voltage application and we partnered with a manufacturer that uh is uh, more fact matter of fact they make synchronized clocks for other companies and that puts their name on it so hmm. we went to the original and um therefore we've got a got a good price point for the customer it's worked out well it's it's interesting it's not something i even considered i did not even know it existed until until it showed up and people started talking about it around here but it makes complete sense yeah it, the, the synchronized clock scenario had been around for a while you can imagine in the school systems yeah, and, right. and uh, you know you want all the classrooms to be on the same time um clock systems have been around for a while but they were always so expensive the internet of things has stepped in now and allowed Uh, allow clock systems to just be poe Mm -hmm. and have their own web interface to nt national time clock now uh, you don't have to have this significant amount of infrastructure to deploy a few clocks like you used to 
Well, Tom, as we wrap up, I, I wanted to say congratulations. You were the top salesperson at his call in 2019. You made the President's Club. Thank you. What, what does that mean to make the President's Club? We're given a goal. If we exceed that goal by a certain amount, we become that President's Club level. That's pretty much what that means. I just was able to exceed my goal thanks to a lot of great work internally, thanks to a lot of great customers. It's just an opportunity that just means pretty much I'm taking care of my customers. You're and taking care of your customers, and you're keeping a lot of us busy. Yeah, so. they give me a little bit of a hard time about some of my design people that technically are company-wide resources, but I end up sucking them up a little bit. So Thankful for Amanda, right? You keep her moving. Yeah, I, I, I actually have a, a couple of people internally that really do a lot of work for me behind the scenes to get through so that I'm not bogged down and I'm able to uh, focus on some of these things. You know, it's really difficult to think out of the box and be creative for customers if you're spending most of the time trying to input parts into a software solution. Yeah. Especially with the number of transactions. I mean, when you, you've you talked about being a mile wide and inch deep, knowing a lot about all the technologies and portfolio that we have, you not only are at the top of the leaderboard last year, but you also far exceeded the number of transactions of anybody else. I mean, so you're selling a lot of product, a lot of different things, and just a lot of transactions. It's not like you had one or two big deals that put you up in front of everybody. This is a constant activity that you keep going. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been blessed to be doing this long enough to where, you know, I have a lot of customers who need various things at all the time. And, and frankly, if I didn't have that support, I would get bogged down in providing a headset for a customer or, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of handsets or, or a handful of licenses and, and that type of thing. But luckily I have those support people that can not only take care of those small things, but then when I do have bigger projects can take the time to get all that stuff in the computer system, get it right so that, that I'm not having to do all of that. I, I'm very grateful for it. Matter of fact, I don't think uh, I could do probably 50% of what I end up doing if it wasn't for, you know, some of those support people. Very good. That's good. We've, we've got a good team here and we, we succeed together. We make it happen together. And it's yeah, I, I even have some customers that they uh, call some of the support people the, the best sales rep ever and try to ding me a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of you, Kale, if you happen to hear this. <laughs> well, Tom, this has been fun to talk about. Hey, before we go, I want to say thank you again for joining. And I want to thank you, the listener, for taking the time to download and spend time with us on the podcast. I hope that you will leave a positive comment or give us a a good rating but most importantly share it with somebody so as we wrap up today remember don't be afraid only believe thanks chuck thanks for taking the time to listen to the his call technology podcast subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends to learn more about His Call Solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.